Welcome back in. Good to have you. Glad you're here today. Bill Michael's show continuing on. Snow is uh, gently falling. And uh, tonight is Thursday, and I know the weather on Thursday has not necessarily been conducive, but think about this if you want to reach for the stars. 400 grand in cash and prizes every Thursday throughout the month of February. Bingo is back. Dream Dance Steakhouse is back. The Canal Street Cafe is back. The 360 Bar is there. Stay and play packages are available. That is our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. So if you're thinking about it, maybe you, you don't want to go out tonight, head downtown downtown milwaukee and you want to be eligible for for the 400 grand in cash and prizes that's our friends at potawatomi hotel casino that is tonight thursdays throughout the month stop into potawatomi there you go uh 877-867-1670 um rick says if you're mason crosby wouldn't you want to kick in the south uh, or in a dome longwell's career was extended because he kicked indoors yeah, but I think at this point, you know, it's kind of like Green Bay or bust. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's kind of like Green Bay or bust in my opinion. But you think about a dome. Here's something for you. Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields says that the new stadium that they're going to build in Arlington Heights should be a dome. Should be a dome. Uh, you know, we all know that, uh, you know, Soldier Field and such has seen great moments. But he said, yeah, it's very difficult to adjust to the wind. That's what I found out. That's what it's all about. It's the wind. It can be cold. It can be 10 degrees. But with no wind, you're fine. But with that 15-mile-an-hour wind or that 20-mile-an-hour wind, you can't fight it. It's tough. When it's that cold, you have to bundle up. And I feel way slower in the cold. It's hard to stay warm in that weather. And... Uh, He's not wrong, but, you, you know, you, you're finding out that the teams in the north, now that would mean that the only, if indeed they go in that direction, which it, that's not what the renderings are, but if indeed they would go in that direction, that means the Green Bay Packers would be the only NFC North team that plays outside. Think about that. The black and blue division. It's pretty sad. Frankly. Frozen tundra, yeah, the frozen tundras and all that kind of stuff, and uh, the Packers will be the only team that plays outside. Now, you would seemingly have a distinct advantage in the colder weather, but that's what we thought for the last two playoff games, right? You would assume, you know, yeah, yeah, you would assume. At least Fields is a running quarterback, so he doesn't have to throw through the wind. Mm-hmm. Right. I was thinking the same thing when uh, when he was talking about throwing the football, and I thought, well, wait a minute. He, they don't let him throw it too much. He throws like four times a game. So, But he's saying that, yeah, they ought to consider that. There is some chatter out there. Some uh, draft people, not those connected to the Bears, have talked about the Bears trading fields because they have the number one pick and then maybe mm-hmm. taking Stroud or somebody. Whether they trade the pick or they trade Fields and take Stroud or Bryce Young, right? Which yeah. is a conversation. It's a it's an odd one, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I. And here's the other thing to think about: by the time that stadium's done, Fields might not even be there. 
I mean, unless they plan on breaking ground next year, which would then I would assume it would be, what, a two-year project. They usually are. Then that's another three, at least three years before they'd even be playing there. And, you know, who knows what fields will be by then. You know, he may not even be there. Think about that. Uh, but, yeah, he uh, when he was working his way through Radio Row, apparently he said that uh, down in Phoenix. So yeah, the Bears quarterback hoping for a dome. Um, Rick says the Met was the ultimate home team advantage for the Vikings. Uh, that was the coldest place I've ever seen. Um, well, I, Lambeau obviously has the, the coldest to record. One of the coldest games, I've, I, and I've said this before, I was at that NFC Championship game uh, against the Giants. I was not at the Freezer Bowl, the Ice Bowl. I was at the Freezer Bowl, but not the Ice Bowl. The Freezer Bowl was uh, in Cincinnati, between Cincinnati and San Diego in the postseason. When I think it, if you go by the old measurements, the windshield was the coldest. It was like 60 below, and it was just crazy stupid. I'll never forget that, uh, being a kid. Air Coryell and everything that went on uh, for the Cincinnati to get to the, the postseason and then ultimately get to a championship. Uh, so that was crazy. But I was at the NFC Championship game when Favre threw his last pass in that cold weather. Uh, there's been some cold games at Lambeau Field. But the coldest I think I ever was was that game that that was played down in Chicago with the wind coming off of the lake, and it was gusting like 40 miles an hour, and it was cold. It was it was zero to maybe five degrees or something that day. I can't remember what it was, but all I remember was when you got out of your car and the wind hit you, I mean, it took your breath away. It hurt. I don't ever remember being that cold. And that was the one where the, you know, the, the punt went five yards and the, the pass that far through didn't go anywhere, you know, um, I'll, I'll never forget that walking on that field and the field was garbage. I mean, just garbage. It was frozen dirt that they were trying to paint and it just, it was terrible. Not as bad as the Super Bowl field. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, it was, it was awful. And then, I mean, another ugly game was the cold game at TCF bank stadium up in Minneapolis when Favre got hit in that last game when they carted him off the field. So that was a, that was a brutally cold game. We've seen some really cold games and and brutal games played up in Buffalo. More snow up in Buffalo and Foxborough than anything that makes it picturesque, but some really cold games there. So we we've seen some cold games, but the the Packers and where they sit, man, have, have been a, between them and Chicago have been a part of some really really frigid frigid temperature games. Uh, Cleveland too. Cleveland too. Although it's weird because Cleveland doesn't get it nearly as much. It used to be, man, all the time, Cleveland would get just dumped on via lake effect snow, and they haven't seen as much, at least not that I can recall. Uh, it, it's been all Buffalo all the time, man. Buffalo's just gotten, like, trained over the, the last couple of years. They're just getting dumped on. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, just kind of taking your thoughts on all of this stuff. Uh, we've kind of covered it, but James Jones saying that uh, he would find Aaron Rodgers and tell him, dude, you're not going anywhere. You work great with Matt LaFleur, 
he, he knows this. Um, he said, nope, stay. You, you're you're going to end up in retiring a Packer. Um, others say that he couldn't handle it in New York on the Tiki and Tierney show, that he could not handle New York, he couldn't handle the media, which is kind of in a way, Ben, I took it as a little bit of a backhanded slap towards the media in Green Bay and the media in Wisconsin. Right? I agree. And and when I think about it, honestly, I like it's the Jets. How much pressure right. is going to be on him? They haven't been rel- like they've they made AFC title games with Mark Sanchez, but they haven't had a good quarterback since who? Like they haven't been a relevant franchise and they they have a big fan base and it's New York, but I don't think anywhere Rodgers would go, uh he'd have more pressure on him than he has in Green Bay. Well, think about this. The last time they had real expectation was probably when Brett Favre went there, right? Right. Or the Rex Ryan Sanchez years. But still, it's like Mark Sanchez probably didn't have that pressure because everybody knew that he was somewhat average. I just, I I don't get saying that if he goes to a big market, he's going to have all this pressure. Rogers, that is. When I, I would argue the whole state of Wisconsin, he has the most pressure on him than anybody. Mm-hmm. I, that I agree with. I, I think the way, and first of all, I think he will have a lot of pressure to win because he'll be looked at as some kind of a say. I mean, look how he's being hyped on by Mike Greenberg on ESPN. Like, oh, my God, you know, he's like almost a school kid opening up, uh, you know, getting a the red ribbon off of a package underneath a Christmas tree that's got a bicycle underneath it when you're eight years old. I mean, he's just giddy at the thought of getting Rogers. So, this outward portrayal of, of oh, my God, if we get Rodgers, we're Super Bowl bound, is very real. So there is pressure there. But I think what they're trying to refer to is, oh, there's no pressure in Green Bay because the Green Bay media is weak. They don't, they don't attack you. Where here, man, you have a bad play or you, you tend to shade the truth or you don't come clean or you, you, know, you don't want to answer the question. They're going to hound you. you know, if you remember watching the, the Mike and the Mad Dog 30 for 30, where they said, you know, look in in New York, if you don't, you know, if you don't want to play ball with us, we're going to attack you until you're out of town. And that's kind of like they hold that mentality dear. The media does. Now I don't know how it is today. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't see a lot of hard questions being fired off at Dable or or Salah or anybody else. I mean, you can talk about certain things that they've been asked about, and you know, certainly the the New York media was hard on the Jets for running out their three relatively inept quarterbacks, even though I think Mike White probably played the best until he got folded up and beat up. But, you know, I, I, I think what he's saying is he can't handle the pressure of the media. If he gets, if his feelings are hurt by what people say about stuff that he says, that he'll get eaten up in New York. And I'm thinking, well, you know, the media's media. And the power that Aaron Rodgers has then is to say, talk to you later i'm not going to talk to you i'll answer a few questions you know you can almost pull the marsh on lynch i'm here so i don't get fined and let them beat up on him for everything he does after the fact but at least then they're not picking on every word he says so i understand that but i i think the media in green bay there are times where i say here's the natural follow-up question to certain things that it doesn't get asked and I do give media members a pass because sometimes you have your own story to work on. You have your own angle to all this, and you're trying to get a quote. 
But that's kind of, I think, what Tierney's referring to is that, yeah, come to New York, where, you know, you talk about immunization and vaccination and you get into your, excuse me, into your theories and such, they'll hammer you. They'll ha- I mean, that'll become the story. They'll hammer you as if they're so unbelievably tough that you can't handle it. So I, I think that's the direction he was going anyway. Uh, 877-867-1670. <coughs> Excuse me. I agree with that. I I will say, uh, I mean, when we talk, like he'll get killed nationally and he'll go mm-hmm. there and, and all of the national media and local media, I think, will set, if he goes to New York, very unfair expectations for what he does on the field. Like, if he doesn't right. live up to this, like, if he doesn't play like Pat Mahomes played this year, they're just going to kill him. And that is what it is. I, right. I I guess it's more for the pressure on the other stuff that I would say there's more so here than there would be. But mm. I could be wrong on that. No, I I, I would 100% agree. And the pressure here is Super Bowl. And if it fails because of or he has something to do with the failure, then it's very it's very real. It's very real. There just isn't 18 years of good graces in New York that either it's not that he falls back upon it, but it's not as if there's been all this amazing times that he has spent with that fan base where that is the case here. Not that that doesn't play into the pressure, but that is part of the overall picture where there are times that hey, I think maybe there should be more criticism for his play and then more praise. Yeah, I, I can understand it. I, I think... Um... Um, Wisco says that I think the uh, media here in Wisconsin rips him 24-7. No, they don't. It, it's, you know, may, maybe some do. I don't know. I don't get a chance to listen to a lot as far as, quote, ripping goes. You know, I, ripping would entail destroying everything about the guy. And I, I, I don't do it. I stood up for a lot of things that he's done. I've defended a lot of things that people have accused him of. I'll tell you what's real. I'll tell you what's real. Uh, As far as being afraid of the media in New York, I don't think he's afraid of anybody. That was the insinuation from, from on the Tiki and Tierney show. Me, I don't think he's afraid. I don't think he cares. I don't think he likes it. You know, I mean, when you talk about the level of sensitivity and such, I don't think he likes certain things being questioned. I understand that. But that, I've said that before where, <laughs> you know, if you're going to put it out there and you want people to respect your opinion and respect what you do and who you are, then you have to also respect their opinion. You know, it's 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 not a one-way street. If they don't like something, if they see something as different or goofy or weird or whatever, that's their prerogative, just as it's your prerogative to go do your thing. Me, I don't care. I think some things are a little goofy, but, you know, it is what it is. It's also, I mean, sports talk radio, which is would be the medium that would probably look to crush him the most on those right. shows out there. I, like, we know how separate he is from this medium. It's not like in other cities well, where you have where you have head coaches that go on every Monday morning on the morning right. show, and then the morning show host is literally ripping them to their face. Right. It's like there is the ability to separate from that. And while it might yes. be the same thought that the fan base has – it's not like you're going and facing it every day like the writers that are in the room. Right. Well, I'll say this. The, uh, the, you're right when you talk about sports talk, you know, sports talk in, in New York, sports talk in certain areas. Now, I, you know, you listen to the whip out of Philadelphia. I don't listen to a ton of New York radio every now and then. I'll catch it, you know, when I'm kind of scanning around. 
Um, but I, I don't, um, I, I don't subscribe to it on a regular. So I don't, I mean, I listen to it more after like a Yankees failure, you know, listen to them just completely just trash everybody. So I, I kind of see that, you know, and if, if Rogers would go to the jets and say has a, a game like he had against Tom Brady and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Lambeau field, not that long, long ago. And, you know, doesn't run it in, doesn't throw the pass, keeps throwing to the same guy who's double covered. Oh, I can I can see them just absolutely destroying him in every certain facet. But for goofiness, I I don't know. I, you know, we'll we'll see. I don't think Rogers is afraid of it though. Uh, there's one thing that is floating around out there, and I just had a buddy of mine send it to me. And said, "Hey, have you seen this?" And and I just texted him back and I said, "Yeah, I've seen it uh, about 27 times in the last 24 hours." And it's got to stop. I'll tell you what it is when we come back. Uh, and it's it's just, it, it's like, stop. Just just stop it now. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Robert's Specialty Meats. And tonight, I went down there yesterday, uh, one, of my ch- one of my errands. Went down there yesterday, and tonight I am going to make my way through the snow that falls out underneath the Tiki Hut. I'm going to turn on the grill, and I'm going to fire up some of the Al Capone roasts. I've got two of them, two small personal ones. Uh, so I'm going to make them both. If Kristen wants it, great. If not, I'll put it in the fridge, and then I'll gnaw on it tomorrow. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. She is a big fan of the extra spicy Italians, the extra hot Italians. So I even have some of those. But uh, that is not against the diet, by the way. As long as you're just eating that and doing some vegetables with it, it's not against the diet. So it's, And it's really, really good. That's the best part about it. You're not sacrificing anything. So check out our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha on Sunset Drive. And if you're heading down that way and you think, tonight's the night I'm going to stay home, get down there now. While well, it's still pretty good weather, and get down there and uh, and grab yourself something to grill up tonight, and uh, just sit back, relax, and wait for the weekend to get here. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you on board, man. I was out cruising around through Lake Country yesterday. I was at a Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, which is awesome. And then on the way back towards the house, I swung by and I checked out the uh, the progress at Stenny's, which is coming to Lake Country. Stenny's Lake Country, Watertown Road in Pewaukee, and uh, it's it's coming along. I cannot wait for the opening. Just excited about it. Uh, but Stenny's downtown Milwaukee on Second and National, the place to be. Still Milwaukee's best sports bar by far, hands down. They uh, the running shuttles to all the games, uh, whether it's Marquette, whether it's the Bucks, UWM. They've got the Admirals. Once the Brewers get going again, they're running shuttles to every Brewers game. So a lot going on down at Stenny's. Again, second and National Walker's Point. But the food has really, they have upped their game big time in the food area. And I've always said it's like the Cheers in Milwaukee. You can walk in there and see any type of person, young, old, black, white, doesn't matter. We're all a melting pot. We all walk in. We all have fun. It's just such a good time. And it is the Cheers of Milwaukee by far. So stop into Stenny's. And as they say, you should be here. And I, it really is the truth. It is such a great, fun place to go to. And I brag about it so much. It's not just because I love the people that are there, but I just love the place in general. Stenny, second and national in Walker's Point, and the new one coming to Lake Country and Watertown Road in Pewaukee. So one thing I that has been sent to me now, like, I don't know, like 25 times. It's just, have you seen, Ben, have you seen the comparison? The Packers quarterback comparison. Jordan Love is ready after three years of uh, backing up Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. 
Have you seen the numbers from Rodgers in his first three years versus Jordan Love in his first three years? Yeah, I did. They brought it up on Get Up on one of the clips that we played yesterday. It's crap. (laughs) It is just crap. It is different. It is Jordan Love. He attempted 50 passes while Rodgers did only attempted 35. Rodgers' quarterback rating or quarterback completion percentage was 59%. Jordan Love's is better at 60. Jordan Love's three touchdowns. Rodgers only had one. Jordan loves three interceptions. Rodgers only had one. He's ready. Uh, it's just stop. Stop. I mean, to that, be fair, uh, I have also started a couple golf rounds with the same score as Tiger Woods. So when you go through um, that, then, right? then it's practically the same. Right. Um, I I just, I, I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> I... It's kind of like when you start off with the same, you know, scoring percentage or field goal percentage or what have you of Michael Jordan. Everybody wants to compare you to Jordan. And it's like you haven't won anything yet. You know, I I don't care about your completion percentage. I don't care about all of that. I look at he had two good series and nine passes against the Philadelphia Eagles. The full game that he played against Kansas City was a train wreck. The second half that he played against Detroit last year, train wreck. It, it's not a comparison. So until he actually plays games, give me the winning percentage. Give me the winning percentage. Right now, zero. Zero. Okay. In games he's played, zero. Hasn't won a game. Do you That's count a big question. downs? No, no, I'm talking about games. He actually came in through passes was viable, you know, more than a, a more than three plays. Gotcha. More than five plays, you know, that type of thing. But uh, I it's like they're making something up to make it up. And again, so when you talk about the media doing something, OK. This is where I would agree with you saying this is the media making something out of nothing. Completely agree. One hundred percent. Without a doubt. It's just. It's just it's it's crap. So, but it's I got people sending it to me that, as if this is this is a fact, you know, and it is a fact. I I shouldn't say it's not a fact. It is a fact. Those are real numbers. But it that's not an indicator as to how good Jordan Love is going to be or not going to be. I've said from the very beginning, I think he's good, but he's not great. Will he be average or above average or below average? He's going to be right in that range. But do I think he's got a Hall of Fame career ahead of him? No, I just don't. Now, he he could prove me wrong. I mean, I thought Justin, Justin Fields wasn't going to be the guy. And he's played better than I thought he would. He's still, to me, like with Justin Fields when I look at him, he still, to me, needs a better offensive line and true weapons and then becomes a true quarterback in the league, not just a runner, but a true quarterback in the league. Like when I looked at Lamar Jackson and I said, look, be a quarterback. And forever, they have just not gotten him the weapons that he needs. So he's had to be this style of quarterback in which you're going to run around, you're going to get banged up, beat up, and you're going to miss games because of the style of which you play. It's the same thing for Justin Fields. You know, he's going to continue to get beat up, banged up, and you're only going to, you know, as the old adage goes, you only have so many hits in your body. And whether or not you're going to get it first, second, whatever, third hit, 10th hit, 100th hit, 1,000th hit, somewhere your body breaks. 
And that's going to happen. It happens with every quarterback that is more so than anything a running quarterback. So I, I just, I don't know how good Justin Fields is going to be, but I will admit that he's been better than what I thought he would be since entering the league. Just just give him my two cents there. Uh, by the way, you're right, because I'm seeing more and more and more articles about the possibility of the Bears trading out, getting C.J. Stroud. Wouldn't that be interesting if you replaced one Ohio State quarterback with another Ohio State quarterback? But C.J. Stroud, to me, is... And I have to admit, I didn't think C.J. Stroud was much at the beginning of the season. I still, in big games, have seen him struggle throwing it into windows. Uh, Michigan, uh, a big game. Obviously, in the postseason, big game. And he struggled throwing it in the windows. Now, he can run. He can throw. He doesn't run anywhere near as much as Justin Fields. And he did have a pretty good first half against Georgia. When they needed him down the stretch, it just wasn't there. But um, he went toe-to-toe for a while with Georgia and, and probably gave Georgia a better game than TCU did. That's for damn sure. So had they beat, been able to beat Georgia... And Ryan Day would have pulled his head out of his ass and actually tried to stick the ball a little bit closer to get themselves a field goal rather than that 50-plus-yard shankopotamus that they rifled up there. Maybe things would be different for them. And we'd be looking at, at C.J. Stroud a little different. But it was uh, it, he, he played pretty well, but I, I still don't know how he's going to be once he gets to the NFL, and I still think the jury is out on Justin Fields. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tonight is the kind of night uh, that I'm going to probably again maybe head downstairs after I sit down with an Al Capone roast and uh, nosh on that a little bit, kick back a Bud Light, enjoy myself. It's that kind of night. Uh, looking forward to the weekend a lot. There's Winterfest up in Cedarburg. Going to go do that for a little bit. Uh, there's a, a gala, the uh, Special Spaces, which we do some commercials for, uh, which they build these uh, terrific bedrooms for kids that uh, are fighting cancer. So going to go to that tomorrow night. But uh, going to enjoy a Bud Light or two tonight. That's for damn sure. Kick back, relax, and enjoy. So looking forward to that. Thanks to Bud Light for being a part of the program and being a big-time sponsor, not only of our uh, our remote broadcasts and our Super Bowl broadcasts, but also, again, coming into the next season as we uh, we start to ramp up for another terrific motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. Bud Light's been with us for a long, long time, so thanks to them for being a part of the program. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our buddy Steve says, I read an article on the Packers Wire, attached the article, by the way, about the Packers being the second slowest team in the NFL. I've always been an advocate uh, of drafting speed, as it's the one thing that cannot be taught. Goody did address that in last year's draft with Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. The secondary needs to be faster, as do the running backs and tight ends. I think they're going to get faster with Tanyan being in year two after the surgery. Uh, maybe they draft a tight end like Michael Mayer, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Luke Musgrave. They can improve there. I would like to see them draft some speed back as well that can go out into the field and get out of the backfield. I may be wrong, but if you uh, draft talent with an emphasis on speed, I think you see a marked improvement on both sides of the ball. That's our buddy Steven Richfield. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, they've started that. Now, where you also want speed, obviously, is in your secondary because you, you go back to when Sam Shields was uh, in the secondary. Tremont Williams was in the secondary. Shields was much faster, but... 
they had like that ball closing speed when the ball was in the air. They could maybe bait a, a quarterback into a throw and then have enough closing speed to do. Jair tries to do it. Jair doesn't necessarily have that four two speed, so to speak, but he's got some good ball closing. But he, for him to be a premier corner, Jair has to get more handsy. He's got to be able to pull down a few more because there's been a, a couple of balls that he's gone up for. They've hit him right in the hands and they fall to the turf. And if you're going to be considered like a real true shutdown cover corner, you got to be able to take the ball away. You got to make quarterbacks afraid to throw to you. And that's the only thing with Jair. I think he just needs to be a little less baiting, a little more handsy. And I think he'll be fine. But I agree. I mean, when you talk about safeties being fast, you know, uh, your secondary has to be as fast as what they're putting on the outside. I'm 100% agree with that. You can never have too much speed uh, in coverage, and you can never have too much speed in weaponry. 100% agree. You also, the one problem, though, that you can find, when you look at a guy like Kittle, when you look at a guy like Travis Kelsey, you start to go through that list of really tremendous tight ends in the league. You have to be able to have a blocker, a guy that's difficult to cover because of size, and a guy with hands. I don't need a guy that runs a four 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 five forty. What I need is a guy that when I need a first down, you know he's going to pull it down. That's what I need. Plus, in the red zone, they become integral. You know, if they can block, if they can shift, if they're quick enough to, you know, go into motion, you know, things like that. Um, but a good pass catching down the middle tight end is absolutely fantastic. We've seen Robert Tanya be able to do that when he had some of the, some of the wing, you know, some of the, the wheels, but we'll see, we'll wait and see what happens this year when he, you know, it's the second year removed from that ACL surgery. So we'll see. Um, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. Um, Matthew says, hey, Bill, as a person who lives in La Crosse who is unable to take, take part in the motorcycle rides, is there any way we can support Fisher House? You can. Um, I will have more on that, as a matter of fact. Coming up, we're going to do that this year. This year in the motorcycle ride, um, it's a motorcycle ride, but I have been asked a, quite a bit about participation for people in cars and participation for people that don't ride. Uh, or want to be a part of it. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that because there's a way to donate to give a ride to a veteran. Say a veteran wants to ride with us. That way the veteran can ride. They don't have to pay for it. You pay for it. Uh, you can do that. All, all those proceeds go to Fisher House. And then also, uh, if you want to get in on some of maybe our drawings or something like that, we can do that as well. Um, so there's there's plenty of ways we're going to get people involved this year. Because it's grown so much, and I have car clubs now coming out to say, "Hey, can you, can you do this? Can you make it a, a, a car club? You know, kind of at the end, a car show with the motorcycles and bands." And so we're we're considering everything right now. There's a lot on the table that we want to get into. So, uh, but but thank you so much for noticing. I appreciate that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, This was from Jesse who says, speed on an entire team can be misleading. If you have fast offensive linemen, who cares? If you have fast defensive linemen, who cares? If you have fast offensive weapons, that's where it really seems to matter. And same thing with the defensive secondary. Um, The only time that matters when you talk about overall speed in in the depths of the line is when you talk about pass rush. If pass rush, if you have power and speed, that's a deadly combination. And same thing on the tackles. 
if you have the ability for pulling guards and pulling tackles to be able to get to the hole before the other team does, if you have guys that are so fast and so quick, they can get around an end and get to the secondary. They can give you one block and then get to the next level. That be, So team speed in the lines, in the trenches, it is something. But I, I'd look more so for quickness than I would necessarily for speed, if that makes sense. But good question. Good question. Uh, this is from our buddy Buffer. Buffer says, unit, love listening to you here in the Northwoods. If Rogers wants to come up here, I have a cabin that has the lights out right now. A tree branch fell over the big storm we had a couple of weeks ago and still has not had the power restored to my cabin. That's okay because we have the water shut off and there's really nothing there to steal. Uh, but if Rogers wants to come up, he can. Uh, I liked your point about sitting in a tree stand. That's where I shut off everything and just get away from the rest of the world. I enjoy just looking at nature uh, and waiting for a big buck to walk upon the the sites that I have set. Uh, he says, uh, but for Rogers playing days, I think his better days are behind him, but I still think he can lead a team to victory, but you have to put some additional pieces around him. The question is not whether or not he comes back and plays well. It's whether or not he's going to have enough money to give up. So other guys can be, other guys can be brought into the system and Gutekinds can build the team that he needs to win a Super Bowl. Otherwise you need to move on. Well, that's chicken or egg. I mean, you know, you know, if, if he comes back, regardless of what you do with him, you know you're not going to have a ton of money, not this year. That's that, and that's, you know, that's part of it. Is you're in your, you really kind of two years ago was your year. You started going all in. You know, two years ago was your year, and it didn't work out. You had it. You know, there, there's there's things where, and I've been uh, in in this state living here since 1999. I got interviewed. Uh, by the Packers and WTMJ in 1998, and I moved here in 99. I've been here in 99. I have seen some games that they've they've been right there. Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game, forcing the ball to Donald Driver when others were open right in front of him, and they could have won that game. That was an opportunity lost. 2014 in Seattle with a myriad of things, including the final play when Bostic went up for the onside kick and the rest is history. That that was an opportunity lost. The uh, NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, the Packers just seemingly didn't have an answer after Aaron Rodgers got knocked out of the game and fumbled the ball away. They struggled. Rodgers didn't run it in. The miscommunication between Rodgers and LaFleur on how many downs they were going to actually take to go for it. Kicking that stupid-ass field goal instead of going for another touchdown and, and tying that thing up and hopefully sending it to overtime to get a win, opportunity lost. And then San Francisco here two years ago in the snow, the perfect weather for you, and then just watching the what we had seen all season long and kept pointing to saying, I pray to God it doesn't cost you to ultimately where it cost you in special teams. I There are f- four or five things that had they either been managed better, played better, or just simply fundamentally taken advantage of, this team probably has four more Super Bowl appearances. And in my opinion, at least at least one more championship when you talk about this, this level of play. So as much as you can point at Ted Thompson and Brian Gutekinds, you can say, yeah, this sucked or that sucked. They've had four opportunities, in my opinion, that they just sit with you. They just they just sit in your gut. Fourth and twenty six in Philadelphia will forever live in infamy. It just will. As a Packers fan, you'll never forget that. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's four, five shots, 
at getting to a Super Bowl where you had it. It was right there, and it completely, completely slipped through your fingers, and you have nobody to blame but yourself. It wasn't like you just got beat, you got beat up. It's just you just refused to make an adjustment. You refused to do something different, or you just were dumb. You played poor football. That's all on the organization. That's all on the quarterback, on the coach, and on the players that made the mistakes. Otherwise, we're sitting here talking about Rodgers retiring with probably a ring or two more. Maybe Favre has one more. And it's an entirely different look franchise over the last 30 years as opposed to still trying to chase the the bar that has been set by Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. It it just would be 100% different, you know? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. I am so excited. I went there yesterday, and everything's good. I'm feeling good, all of that. And I went there, and I, I talked with Carlos, and I talked with Dr. Tim and, and the guys yesterday, and they introduced me to the basically the, the box of weight loss. And I said, hey, I'm all in. I'm working out. Uh, I'm doing what I need to do. As a matter of fact, I weighed in today. I'm down another pound, so I felt really good this morning when I got up. And I opened the box, and the box has this scale. It's got shaker cups. It's got measure uh, measuring tape. It's got all this different stuff. And then it's got all the guidelines, the meal plans, everything. You go right to the website, and you begin to follow it. And you fi- and, it's, and the window's open for you for this 30-day period where you're going to start to try this, and you change yourself. And then you just kind of follow it from there. But everything, it's like this this, this kit of weight loss, and it's just like sit down. Take some time for yourself, sit down, map it out, and say, here's what I do today, here's what I do tomorrow, here's, and you chart it out. You take a month, you jumpstart your life, man. It's fantastic. I can't wait. I'm going to sit down on Sunday, I'm going to chart it all out, I'm going to buy whatever food it is I need, and which is really simple. It's just common stuff. You just look at different portions and maybe changing a few things. It's really easy, and then come Monday, bam, I hit the ground running yet again. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. If you're looking forward to a brand new you in 2023, that's our friends at New Mail Medical. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bacon! Bacon, 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 and they have that uh, that quick bacon, man. Oof, good stuff uh, over there. Quick trip. They have that, the bread, the milk. Uh, I love it all. I love just stay- when I do the quick shopping. That's the place I go. And I didn't get there today. I was a little disappointed. I completely forgot about it. I had so much running around to do this morning. But uh, don't forget when you stop in a quick trip, don't forget to use that quick rewards card. I tell people about it all the time. Like, oh damn, I forgot. No, don't forget. It earns you rewards. It earns you discounts. I mean. Come on, who doesn't like that? And they just reward you for going there. You want to go there anyway. It's just that good of a place. So check out our friends at Quick Trip and uh, use that quick rewards card, whether it's bacon, bread, bananas, beer, any other bees I can think of, (laughs) burgers, stop in and check out our friends from Quick Trip. Um, 877-867-1670. Mark says uh, the bad coaching calls never lift. And they did. Uh, the the bad coaching calls, um, you know, 
This this is uh, in on the tales of that. This is from Bill, who says, "I will still never forget what horrific coaching there was in that NFC Championship game against Seattle when Bostic went up stupidly to get that football." See, I can't even blame that on on coaching. I, I just can't because if you go to the NFL films, and I I, I heard this years ago, and I've also heard it um, from others, but. Sean Slocum is screaming, you know, Jordy, 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 Jordy's got it. Don't go up and get it. Just block ahead of you. Jordy's got it because they, they knew where it was going. I, how do you blame coaching for that? It was just, it was the excitement, the anticipation of a guy who was wanting to make a play and win a game for his team and close a, a game out for his team and, and put his team in the, into the Super Bowl. He probably had dreamed of something like that his entire life. And then there it was. And the ball looked like a basketball coming down. He's like, oh, my God, it's coming to me. It's perfect. It's set up right here. All I got to do is get it and bring it off my face. So I I can't blame coaching for that. But I can go certainly into that NFC uh, playoff game a couple years ago when everybody got healthy. And the Packers was like eerie because everybody was back and the offensive line was healthy. And you think to yourself, phew. Boy, you thought the line was going to be great, and they weren't. They came back rusty. They looked bad. And instead of adjusting and saying, hey, you know what, guys, we got to go back to what got us here, they didn't. They didn't make a move. They didn't want to hurt feelings. Feelings became more important, and they lost a game. You know, the, the, the bad coaching, Maurice Drayton, positive Pete. He was positive already. He was positive they were going to lose. He was positive that that, you know, special team scheme was – going to be craptastic and damned if it wasn't positive they weren't going to fire him in the season and it cost him you know and then kicking that field goal kicking that field goal against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I'll never forget that I'm like what the hell are you doing oh well we'll get it back no you're not that defense wasn't wasn't that kind of defense just wasn't so I uh, all of that I understand and you know, sometimes it's not all the players, but I've always said good coaches put you in the best place to be successful. After that, it's up to you. After that, it's up to you. Um, this one's from uh, Team Brewer, who says, "Hey, unit, love the program. When am I going to talk some Brewers baseball?" I, I guess Brewer. You know, as the season gets here, and as pitchers and catchers report, we can. I'm sure there's going to be news, but oh, Bally I, Sports is going bankrupt. Yeah, Bally Sports has now gotten rid of the, uh, or at least stopped the payments. Almost 184 million dollars it was supposed to be spread out to certain teams. You know, so it's like, oh, jeez. Okay, you want to talk some Brewers? Let's talk finances. Let's talk finances. Let's talk Valley sports. Oh, the Brewers beat Corbin Burns in arbitration hearings. That's yeah. going to help. Right. Yeah, that's that's going to make you feel good. 700 grand they went in. Well, then again, they probably looked at him and went, well, we don't want to have no money from Bally's. They didn't pay us. So we can't afford to pay you. Talk to you later. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show right around the corner. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.